This episode of Shootcast is brought to you by Modus Operandi Brewing. Based in Motorville and Sydney's Northern Beaches, one of Australia's best craft brewers. Be sure to check the guys out in line or why not visit the brewery. I've got a brand new brewery up there in uh, Merriweather for all you Hunter Wildfires fans, so no excuse for not supporting uh, some of the guys that support the Shoot Shield. Check them out. Uh, we're into round two, uh, here to talk about all the action uh, from last weekend. Got some really, really interesting games uh, have taken part. Uh, some of the heavyweights of the competition have been slugging it out. Uh, great game at Rat Park between Rats and Norse, and some form from some, some sides that uh, maybe hadn't shown it so far. Lots to talk about. Uh, joining me as normal uh, will be Mark Cashman from Rugby News and Andrew Swain from Stan Sport. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to Shootcast. Welcome to Shootcast, our round two wrapper uh, to talk all things club footy is uh, Andrew Swain from Stan Sports. Swainy, how are you, mate? Really well, mate. Great to uh, great to be back on for a second week, and and uh, round two was uh, quite entertaining. So good to watch. Very entertaining. Also joining me is our resident rugby scribe from Rugby News, Mark Cashman. Casho, good weekend out and about at the rugby, mate. Yeah, yeah. Went and saw uh, the Rats and uh, Norse play, which was uh, quite a lovely afternoon for a, for a red and black man. And you get to Tuesday night, so what do you do? You either go to footy training or your podcast. So here we are. Beautiful. <laughs> Lovely to have you on board. Swaney, mate, great start for your new show on Stan Sport Clubland. It seemed to have had a really positive response from everyone out there in club club footy circles. Yeah, just just chatting to people, um, you know, around the traps. Everyone seemed to to really be quite receptive to it, which is, um, you know, that's good for us and and good for the game. I think so. Uh, as I said to you guys, a little bit rough around the edges early on, but um, you know, we'll get into a groove. And uh, once all the club rugby kicks off around the country, it's going to be really busy. So um, yeah, Clubland tomorrow night. We've got a good show. We've got, um, James Cecil Hildebrand on and also Mick Heenan from University of Queensland uh, up in Brizzy. So it's a, uh, it's a good one. And, um, yeah, great response. Well, James Hildebrand isn't as short of a word, is he, Kasha? Oh, certainly not. Very good storyteller, old, uh, old Cecil. So, uh, and, and obviously on the weekend, uh, yeah, a winner. Yeah, he's uh, an old mate of uh, Nick, uh, the Honey Badger Cummins. Uh, great raconteur himself. So that's brushed off on uh, on Cecil from their time at the Force. But um, yeah, looking forward to another edition of Clubland tomorrow. There, Swaney. I'll tell you what, boys. I um, caught a different sort of format of uh, rugby on the weekend and uh, had a real good look at our Aussie sevens uh, with some fantastic representation from the Shoot Shield. But the, is, it, is it just me or is the Aussie Sevens just a really good team at the moment? They're playing with some some real excitement and uh, some some real pace and they've just been a, a joy to watch. Um, I don't know if you guys saw any of the action, but um, it was fantastic. Certainly, Virgo. You know, like uh, some of the highlights of the tries there, uh, Matt Gonzalez scored an absolute beauty. Corey Tool looks like an absolute gun. And you just get the feeling that... Uh, that format that they had there before, training these guys full time, mm. playing much footy, wasn't doing their uh, their their uh, tournament play all that much. And you know, you've 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 got guys like 
Michael Isley, Ben Maher has uh, stepped up. I mentioned Matt Gonzalez a, a, a bit before, and I, I think they've stumbled upon a formula that's uh, that's going to work. Bronze medal ain't too bad in Singapore, and they're off to Vancouver. Yeah, they know. I mean, they gave Fiji a really good game in the semi. Uh, you know, very nearly made the gold medal match, and I know they'd, they'd made one previously, but uh, really pleasing stuff to see, isn't it, Swaney? Yeah, oh, I was uh, stoked to see the, the Aussie 7 side go so well, and, you know, John Menenti, um, you're absolutely right, Casho. It's it's like that they've just they found this formula that works now, and they've, they've recruited really well. Um, you know, they've picked uh, this Corey Tool. Like, that guy can, can absolutely motor. Yeah, not, he's I'm, sensational. He's I'm, been playing I'm, down in the uh, Canberra competition, and he'd come he'd come onto my radar from a shoot shoot coach that may may not be named. But uh, <laughs> last season ago, just have a look at this bloke, and I've just like signed him. I think by that stage, he'd already uh, gone well and truly around the professional rugby traps, and the sevens have picked him up. But he's just electric. But, but for, for the shoot shield to see Gonzalez, Tim Clements, you know, Ben Maher and Michael Isley all making their debut on the weekend, um, straight out, you know, they've all come straight out of shoot shield. Yeah. Uh, you know, that, that, that to see that club to country uh, pathway yep. in, in a really clear way is, uh, is great for all those young aspiring guys coming through and young Colts players who, might want to, um, you know, might see an Olympic gold medal at the end of their pathway. It's uh, it's really good to see. Mm, one of the absolute superstars from the program is also a former Shoot Shield player and manly player, I have to say. Josh Turner's just playing absolutely sensational and he's been the form player. And you can see all the full-time work he's doing in that program, so it's great to see for Josh and, and indeed all those Shoot Shield guys. is great seeing, tearing it up for the seven. So hopefully they have another uh, good leg in Vancouver this weekend. Been a bit of press... Um, about some player movement, Swaney, on the shoot. Um, sorry, on the Super Rugby side of things. Uh, big, big story in the paper today that uh, Tom Banks could be offered up to one point four million dollars a season on a two-year deal in Japan. Then I'm also reading Taniella Tupo could be heading over to the Force. Is that the Twiggy factor? That that is just eye-watering money, isn't it? Like when mm. you think about it, when you think about how cash-strapped Australian rugby is at the moment, and. Yep. Um, the amount of money they could probably offer someone like Tom Banks, right, who, you know, at this stage, he's, he's still not holding down a regular wallaby spot, is he? Like he's, no. he's not banging the door down. Um, for him to to look at an offer that says $1.4 million a year, it, how do you compete with that? You just you can't. can't. You can't. Yeah, absolutely can't. And so, you know, Australian rugby, and to their credit, you know, they're trying to be really creative with their contracting and, you know, give mm. guys sabbaticals in Japan so that they can earn that big dollar, those big dollars in a season, and and all that sort of thing. But you know, really, um, you know, we need to to start thinking completely outside the box because that money is just eye watering. You have to think outside the box. It's just there's too much loss of players. Get going. It's, it's also money that's not available in Australia at the moment. I, no. I, I don't think the the rugby Australia coffers are really going to improve significantly until probably the uh, the British and Irish Lions Tour in uh, in 2025 and obviously the World Cup after that. So there, 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 there is a bit of a pot of money on the uh, on the on, on the horizon, but for now it's just uh, as you said, Swaney, we've just got to get creative and uh, and and come up with some some crazy deals that uh, that work and and keep people playing in Super Rugby. Uh, Pacific. And mm. you mentioned his name, Burjo, Twiggy. 
Like if mm. he can open up his checkbook and sign Taniel Tupo and that keeps him in Australia, you know, as a Queensland Reds fan, I'm gutted. But as a Wallaby supporter, I'm like, do it. Let's do it. Well, are you seeing, I mean, I just get the vibe, you know, the appointment of Cron, uh, the potential appointment, uh, you know, um, signing of Taniel Tupo. Is, is Twiggy going to flex his muscle here and really put some money into that program and try and make, basically tell the East Coast that they could potentially build the best program in the West? It's going to be interesting to watch, isn't it, Kasia? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think uh, I, I, I think that's what... Uh, what Cronny's come on board for is 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 to make it the best uh, Super Rugby program in in uh, in, in, the, in the nation, and uh, Tanielli Tupo is, uh, is is a pretty handy start, isn't it? Mm. What do you read into Swaney? Just quickly before we get onto the shoot shield stuff, a uh, bit of press today about Dan McKellar, and obviously everyone sort of think there might be a bit of incumbency to him following uh into Ren into the position and now Brad Thorne's made comments that he would be interested or maybe not interested but be honored to to, to be the Australian coach which maybe opens up uh some opportunities for, for rugby Australia to consider how they move. But then I guess if Rennie has a good World Cup next year, who who's to say he doesn't sign until twenty twenty seven? So there's lots in the mix, isn't there? Yeah, that's right. And it's you know it's it actually is it's encouraging to see that there's a couple of you know, homegrown coaches who are actually, um, you know, looking for that that higher test spot. Um, you know, so that's good. And, 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 you know, they don't have to go overseas to, to do their apprenticeship. They can actually stay in Australia and, and move through to coach the Wallabies. But, uh, yeah, I mean, um, you know, Dave Rennie, I think he'd initially indicated that 2023 World Cup was going to be it for mm. him. Yep. Um, but you never know, like, uh, you know, Stranger things have happened. I reckon the Wallabies do well, or they might just fall just short, and he he has a desire to keep going. Um, you know, that's I think Dave Rennie's doing a great job with the Wallabies at the moment. Uh, there's no there's no real uh, need to be looking beyond him at the moment. But yeah, Dan McKellar is there, and you know, apparent. I would have thought. Yeah, uh, and then Brad Thorne just throwing his hat in because. He's Brad Thorne, and they're seeing some success at the moment and probably can. Righto, let's jump into Shoot Shield. Round two uh, action. Um, I'm happy to say that I got out and about now after COVID, which was nice, but we'll start um, over at uh, Camperdown. University uh, getting on the score sheet for 2022 after their first loss to the Rats. University 34, Randwick 21. Uh, got a good look at this on Stan. Uh, it looked like a typical sort of uni performance from uh, from the younger players. Really aggressive, um, really sound in their set piece, uh, and you know they scrum the lights out of, out of Ramick at times. I keep getting impressed. Uh, Swaney mentioned him last week, but Angus Bell at fifteen, uh, he's really eye catching form there. Swaney making lots of lots of great runs, setting a lot of things up uh, out wide, isn't he? Yeah, well, they, they scored one of the tries of the season so far with yeah, Tom Horton. Yeah. Tom Horton scoring that, and it was all sort of Angus Bell's footwork, and then he threw that just wild but accurate pass out mm. to the wing, and they got it back in the inside. But mate, you were talking about yourself getting out and about after COVID. Unfortunately, their coach Sean Hedger, he was locked down, so he wasn't even at the game. Unfortunately, he's there you uh, go. He, he, he he's caught COVID, so he uh, he had to sit and watch it on Stan Sport as well. Um, but speaking to him earlier in the week, he was saying that, um, you know, because of the weather during the week last week, that they really thought that they'd concentrate on a forwards-oriented t- tight kind of a game. And, mm. I mean, we saw that, didn't we, with their rolling mall 
um, tries that we've you know become so familiar with. Uh, that that Horton try was a bit of a an anomaly, really. Um, Horton coming on in the second half. You're right. They just destroyed the Randwick scrum, uh, and that really just just um, you know sunk the boot into Randwick, unfortunately. Who you know they were pretty brave. They had some good you know rolling malls of their own. A hat trick to Ollie Barden. Yeah, the hooker scored three tries, which isn't a bad day out. Yeah, and and their lineout defence was quite good as well. Um, mm. You know which. Ben McCormack um, has got that that line out defensive line out humming, but yeah, it's uh, it was a typical Sydney Uni turn the screws grinding kind of a performance. Yeah, it really was, boys. The one that I liked through that performance, and you're hundred percent right about that rolling more, was absolutely deadly from both sides. To be to be honest, because Randwick scored, I think three three tries from uh, from their rolling more, but Mitch Ryan in the second row did uh, particularly well, and and their back row just just looked that little bit more ready than they were against uh, Ringer the, uh, the, yeah. the weekend before. Yeah, McCalman had a good game. I, I like Simon Kennywell's game. He was he was into everything, certainly getting in the face of Ramit guys. He was channeling his inner Tom Carter out there, but um, <laughs> it was good to see. Um, the students will be very happy with, with that because Ramit had, had a good, obviously, first up win. But um, Cash, yeah, I, I just want to just, – just you mentioned Mitch Ryan. Can I just jump in there, Burjo? Sorry sure, to interrupt. You mentioned Mitch Ryan. He's got a really interesting story. So, you know uh, – He's come across from New Zealand. He is a Kiwi um, and has been playing over at North Harbour, but he's he's actually over here for work. He was a nurse in the area and just decided he, looked, he Googled uh, rugby clubs in the area and Sydney Uni's right there. So he's come down to training and, lo and behold, he's um, making his first, first grade debut but um, was scouted a few years ago by AFL, spent some time in Melbourne playing in a theatre club for the Hawks as well, then gone back to New Zealand. Like, this guy's got a really, really interesting, bizarre, but ultimately successful rugby story. It's um, it, it, He's one to watch for sure. Oh, you love a, love a bloke that just looks up the phone, but it just happens to be Sydney University, right? <laughs> I mean, it could have been any club in the cop, and another talented athlete just falls on that doorstop. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Bloody hell. It's just... Just shut up at training. I mean, it's got the yellow pages, Sydney Uni rugby around the corner, it'll do. They're a handy club. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. Um, Casho, talk me through uh, the big match out at Rat Park. Uh, the hosts went down, Ringer 16, Norse 31. Norse, really, uh, first two weeks, still laying down that marker, aren't they? Yeah, listen, they, uh, they, they, they certainly were. They uh, they marked uh, Declan Carroll, one of their second rowers, his hundredth game with uh, with what in the end up ended up being uh, quite quite a handy sort of victory, thirty one to sixteen bonus mm. point and, uh, and and all that sort of stuff. But uh, like it is at Rat Park, it, it was a scrap for the uh, for, for the eighty minutes, and North Army really sort of broke away from uh, from the home team there, probably in the last 10, 10 minutes or so. Some great performances across the board from Norse. Apo Ranawai had a, had a huge game. Carroll did uh, did very well. The young fullback Matt Ryan, who's mm. uh, got uh, uh, he's an identical twin. His brother plays centre in the in, in the reserve grade side. He he marks his point of difference by having a mullet, which his brother does not sport over the weekend. So he was. Uh, 
late on uh, one of Angus Sinclair's tries, who scored, I think it was something like 16 points uh, throughout the afternoon. Seb Wildman for the Rats played his 150. And, and listen, the, the Rats are going to be there or thereabouts come uh, come the business end. You can see them finishing one, two or three uh, 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 probably uh, later on in the year. So there were some good efforts there from uh, from Ben Woollett. I like the, the work of uh, Richard Clift and Rory O'Connor and uh, Wes Thomas uh, scrummaged uh, very, very well. So... Good back row work from, from from the rats and Norse really had had their hands full there. But uh, overall, you'd uh, you'd uh, you'd have to say that uh, Norse deserved the bonus point victory. Yeah, they did have it all their way, as you say. I mean, the rats are still jelly. It's uh, I, I go back to Norse. The way they move the ball, though, their uh, ball movement's excellent. Got a lot of creative plays. Um, Duffy and Sinclair playing really, really well. As I mentioned last week, Duffy's got to be the best support player in the competition and uh, he iced the game with that, that final try, just trailing up the inside after after an intercept. He's quick and he's just got great anticipation. So, uh, yep, Norse uh, continue to, to, to trundle along, don't they, Swaney? Oh, yeah. What about Matt Ryan? So is he channeling Ryan Pappenhausen from the Melbourne Storm? It is what? the Pap, isn't it? It's He is classic Ryan Pappenhausen. That, that, he looks exactly like him. Um, We're still yeah. in the void of uh, Max Beery from last year, which is a pretty big void. What has happened to Max there, uh, Casho? Has he gone on to other rugby opportunities? No, he was uh, he was invited in, into that sevens uh, um, uh, system. Okay, uh, played a couple of tournaments, and he's uh, he's he's twisted his ankle. So he was he was at the game uh, in a moon boot. Uh, okay, probably expected back. Probably within a month or so. so okay, okay. I did see that um, James Turner limped off as well, which didn't look real good for for Jimmy the Jet Casher. No, he was uh, he was very cut up uh, after the game. Um, you know, was uh, was obviously uh, tremendously frustrated about first of all getting back on the field and then re-injuring that uh, that ankle. So hopefully his time on the sideline. Uh, isn't too long, but uh, listen, he, he he made a couple of breaks there, did a bit of a chip and regather, but um, after that, pretty much his afternoon was gone, and as you see, lived off. Yeah, well, Norse uh, up the top of the comp on ten points with two bonus point victories, so couldn't ask for a better start. I know they're on this Friday uh, on uh, Good Friday, for which is which makes a lot of sense for us. So short turnaround, so they'll be hard at training tonight, icing a few of those injuries and and, and getting ready. For this next matchup, uh, we'll head over to TG Milner to talk about Eastwood's uh, win over Eastern Suburbs. The uh, Beasties came back sort of towards the end of this game after Woody's had pretty much been been leading most of the time. That that guy, Lachlan Shelley, just continues to to uh, play really well, um, as does um, uh, the fly half there, Chris Bell, uh, who's been who's been running play really well. But I like what I saw out of the Beasties, uh, Swaney. I think uh, after their first difficult game against Northern Suburbs. They're starting to gel and might just be showing signs that they're turning a corner. Yeah, Jack Bowen, you know, 18 years of age, as we said, um, playing at 10 uh, next to next to Teddy Wilson there. Uh, and, you know, between the two of them, uh, they like, actually Jack Bowen scored a, another brilliant try as well. There was some mm. real curlers this weekend and, and he, he was on the end of uh, a really good one for East. But, yeah, the Woods just finished them off. Uh, Luke Glenn scoring the try to give them a sniff. The, the interesting matchup was Teddy up against his brother Harry Wilson, the two sons of Bomber David Bomber Wilson, um, going head to head. You don't see that very often. Brothers 
going head to head in in club rugby. So that was uh, that was pretty interesting. Mm, they must have got um, lost to Garnet Trotty. I don't know where they've ended up at different clubs there, Cash. That's a disaster, mate. Well, you know, if uh, if Dad's driving them around, it's a, it's a bit of an absolute disaster. But, uh, <laughs> actually, it's, uh, it was it was good to see Archie Gavin uh, doing some good work there for the Beasties, and I. Uh, he's obviously the son of uh, of, of uh, Wallaby and uh, and Beastie's legend Tim, and obviously uh, a former president of New South Wales Rugby. But uh, uh, from what I saw of the East, uh, you know they're they're not far away from uh, first win of the year. So mm. you know they'll, uh, they'll they'll get a trickle back of some of their Super Rugby guys. But uh, they looked as though they're they're uh, they're coming together. But uh, Eastwood uh, very very good at different times and and took their chances. Yeah, Woody's would be happy to get on the board uh, first win of the season for 2022. We'll uh, have a quick chat about the uh, Gordon's big win at uh, Foreshore. Gordon 44, South 22. Uh, this match was, um, you know, Gordon showed some fantastic play, but a, a real return from one of the standout shoot shield players of, of previous years, uh, Mahi Vailana, who was just dominant all over the park. Two tries and the man of the match performance there, Swaney. Yeah, it was the, was definitely the standout for this game. Um, you know, and, and Reese McDonald as well at, at four yep. half played played a particularly good game. I think he's going to have a big year, uh, Reese McDonald. But yeah, Mahe Vailanu, what a, what a uh, guy to come back. You know, he won the twenty twenty uh, Ken Catchpole Medal. Uh, he's been overseas in LA come back as part of Darren Coleman's Waratah squad, but playing club rugby, to have him uh, roll out for you, for Gordon, if you're Gordon, that's a uh, that's a ripper. Tell you what, Kagi Astis for Souths, he's now scored four tries in two weeks. What about the pickup? The on pick that, up. Uh, oh, Mate, I was, don't know how he got down there, but it's, oh, it was unbelievable. That was, again, I said we scored some pearlers this week. That's up there. Like That's one of the best pickups I've seen in a long time. Mate. So um, yeah, it was a um, uh, a pretty good performance. I think Gordon just turned the screws at the right times. I think Souths are going to struggle um, for props in the next little bit. I think they're battling up front a little bit um, mm. with a few injuries. So that's a bit concerning for Todd Loudon, I'm sure. Actually, Swaney, am I hearing rightly that Connor Young is um, coming to the attention of one of the Super Rugby? I read that even yeah. uh, even up your way. I'm hearing. Is this correct? Well, potentially, yeah. So uh, that's, you know, again, that's it's great for for him, but um, it's it's not so good if you're a, a club that's struggling up front. Well, they've produced a lot of Super Rugby players. They're probably suffering from a bit of that uh, drain casher. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Listen, on the on the Gordon front, I think we shouldn't go past this game without mentioning their number six. Ola Taolangi, who I thought had a very, very strong game. Yep. Carried, carried really well and managed to uh, stay calm when uh, when South had jumped out to that 12-0 lead early on. So uh, a good effort there from, uh, from, from from the Gordon Pack. I think they're, uh, they're obviously going to uh, contend this year again. Yeah, Gordon uh, also started the season with maximum points, like their neighbours, Northern Suburbs. So oh, we're looking towards that derby pretty soon, I reckon. I wouldn't mind seeing that one right now. I wouldn't put mind putting a little cheeky wager on Reese McDonald for maybe being close to top point scorer this year. Uh, so he doesn't miss much. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, and also, you know, could could pick up a few five point five pointers in in his um 
in his troubles as, travels as well. He's a uh, he's certainly a quality player. Yeah, he is. I went down to the Village Green in Manly to watch the Marlins. Uh, had a good win against Western Suburbs. Uh, had a fantastic first half. Manly ended up taking out the game, forty-one to West Harbour, fourteen. Um, certainly, some of the best footy we've seen in a while from the Marlins in that first half. Uh, they raced out to a forty-one nil lead. Uh, Second half, you'd have to say, was a little bit disappointing, but I guess when you're up that much and you'd be expecting uh, Joe Baccarat to be giving the hairdryer treatment uh, to the Pirates at halftime, so they certainly came out with a point to prove. Manly didn't add to their tally, but the damage was done, and uh, as a Marlins fan, uh, it was great to see. Um, they they didn't put a foot wrong. Uh, they dominant up front, really physical. They kicked really, really well, really accurately. Uh, but yeah, it was... Um, it was a welcome sight for the Marlins faithful down at Manly Oval Casho. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And listen, uh, Berger, I did see a picture of you under an umbrella with a bloke who who just played his 100th uh, grade game. Is this correct? Is it got a Y-camp? Oh, the great go to, yeah, yeah, one of the uh, Marlins legends uh, in the lower grades. Just a fantastic uh, bloke. Uh, one of the great club men, and uh, he was out there in uh, Japan in the World Cup doing some translation, Swaney, for all those tour guides. There you go. <laughs> that's, a, that, that's a junket if I've ever heard one. Yeah, no, good mate of uh, the great Shawnee Maloney and Andrew Mertens. I think he was uh, hanging with that rat pack, so God knows what they got up to. But, um, mate, a great a great man and, and good to see, him, to, to see him get the the triple figures. There was a big, big day down at Manly because uh, we were celebrating the lives of a, a lot of volunteers we'd lost um, – last year so uh, a great day out Kasha. yeah and and uh Berger, i noticed that they really nailed the color of the shorts in first grade they very, smashed it very yeah. much uh the uh rusty would have been proud of them actually so they're exactly the same color yeah. they're a pink and slightly washed out it was superb it was superb they absolutely nailed uh, the Pantone. I got a message from one Darren Coleman on Sunday. He was obviously watching a few mini matches and goes, the Mullins always been in pink shorts. I said that was, a, was an homage to the great Russell Mackey and his faded red shorts and they, they nailed it really well. But, um, yeah, it was a good performance and something hopefully the Mullins can build on, Swaney. DC must have been on the text on Sunday. I got one from him as well on Sunday, but I won't repeat it. It was... <laughs> <laughs> It's the bye weekend, mate. Yeah, exactly right. No, good to see that he's still listening. Uh, yeah, good win by Manly. Um, you know, Max Douglas, what about his runaway try? Mm. He's got, he only needed to take four strides and he'd, he'd run 60 metres. Yeah, no, Max had a good game. If they if they can hold on to Max and Lange Gleeson, who obviously in that uh, Waratah set up, um, they'll give some teams some headaches because they've, as I said, from most of the year, they, they, they're fit, they're physical. Um, and, yeah, on the weekend, the backs play well. The young Colt from – well, he played grade last year, but was still eligible for Colts. Nick Ben, number 13, he's one to watch. I think he's one for the future. So uh, we'll move on. Um, Western Sydney, uh, second match at home, uh, have gone down to the Hunter Wildfires, 29-12. to 12. Uh, Hunter will be delighted to get their season up and running. Uh, but I guess the two Blues, Casho, will uh, be a little bit – Downhearted by the way they've started the year. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, zero and two. But uh, you know, things were looking all right probably up up until uh, up until half time out there at Maryland. And a fast start, yeah, yeah, fast start. They're up uh, up up twelve nil with uh, with with a couple of tries, one from Alex uh, Daybex and another one uh, from from the Waratah to Vita Furna to claim that twelve nil lead. But uh, uh, I'm afraid, uh, obviously, Bubba Coleman uh, got in the ear of the uh, the Hunter guys who. Who were playing at the wrong end of the field, or playing uh, with without the ball, and looked as though they were headed for uh, for a bit of a, a flogging from uh, from the two blues. But uh, uh, Hunter's two big recruits, Lana Halaholo, uh, and also Luke uh, Nadrutalu, put uh, put their stamp on the game. And uh, anyway, but twenty nine unanswered points and. Uh, uh, victory to the uh, to the Hunter Wildfires. Mm, there was some big humans on display in this match, Swaney. I, no. I don't think I'd like to have been out there, to be honest. Mate, one Leon Fukafuka, who he's, he's a reserve scrum half, right? So he had the 21 yeah. on his back. Yeah. He looked like a tight head prop running around. I know. He's enormous and, like, you know, still got it. Like, he's obviously a Tongan international, and mm. uh, but, but, man, like, he's a big guy. And um, he scored their last try by basically rolling over, you know, a bunch of tired two blues defenders. Um, but yeah, it was a, <laughs> there were some big humans on the park. I wouldn't have liked to have tried to try to tackle that ball that Nanduratalo gave to Tua Devaki to put Watson away and bust the game open. Like that was just that was slick. Um, you know, they can really put it together when they want to. This hunter team, mm, they sure can. Well, round three is going to be interesting. It's Easter weekend. Uh, there's plenty of footy out there. We've got a couple of uh, Good Friday matches, Northern Suburbs and Southern Districts. So that'll be good to watch on the couch this Friday, or you'll probably be out there, Casho, I'm sure. Well, you know, obviously Stations of the Cross first, Virgo, but um, anyway, <laughs> listen, we'll, 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 we'll get there at some stage. But, uh, yeah, some some really good games there. Gordon Moringa's another beauty too, isn't it? Yeah, Gordon Ringer, that... Um, that's going to be an intriguing match. I think uh, Gordon going to get a good test. Uh, Ringer have shown good form to start the season, but uh, we'll be we'll be eagerly watching that one. Hunter and Eastwood also on Friday. Um, going to check out the Ram McManley game out at Coogee. Um, Eastern Suburbs will take on the Two Blues. And who has he got there? West, West, Harbor. Uh, West Harbour. And Sydney up. Uni. Yeah. Yeah, uh, which of course uh, West Harbour have a, uh, a history of uh, rolling Sydney Uni at uh, different stages too. So uh, they'll have to be better than they were in the f- than they were in the first forty at Manly Oval last weekend, Kasha. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, I've plenty to work on for West Harbour. It's still early in the season. No, I, you know, it's going to be an interesting this year. This with with eight teams making the final. I'm, I'm still not sure how I feel about that, but yeah, it's 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 going to be uh, it's going to be interesting how how those final sides evolve. But I I don't know if I'd like to be coming first and then a a team gets a bunch of Super Rugby players in eighth spot and well makes it interesting, doesn't it, Kasha? Oh yeah, yeah, certainly. But uh, you know, there's 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 got to be some sort of incentive to finish amongst that uh, certainly the top two. I think uh, uh, in future seasons, I, I don't mind having eight. Uh, Eight teams play semi-final mm. football because it's it's sharing the joy to, to a certain extent. But uh, there's got to be some sort of uh, of reward for coming first or second. I I, I reckon. So uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh. What happens. 
I'm with you. Well, boys, a short, sharp episode today. It's good to wrap things up. I hope everyone gets out and enjoys their rugby. Uh, everyone tune in to watch Clubland uh, tomorrow, I'm sure, Swaney. And uh, keep your eyes peeled for Casho's match previews on Rugby News. Thanks, boys. Thank you. Thanks, Burjo. Thank you.